Hey everybody, welcome to Something Random, the podcast where we talk about pretty much anything. Uh, my name is Jay Greenfield, I will be the host on this journey and hoping to make this uh, somewhat of a weekly venture here, maybe you know, 15 to 30 minutes, keep it relatively short so I'm not boring you guys, but in terms of uh, our pilot episode today, you know, not to you know, put a play on words there, but I do think it's fitting to talk about uh, airplanes and airlines and air travel, uh, mostly because I did just get off the plane uh, like an hour ago from Arizona. So got a lot of thoughts about air travel uh, right now. But in terms of where we begin, you know, people and their urge to fly or desire to fly been documented for some time. Uh, luckily, we had those, those guys, the Wright brothers, to actually figure it out and get us up in the sky on some wooden plane, and now we're flying these steel birds. It's pretty incredible how far we've come in uh, a matter of years looking at the, the long-term scale of life and time. But the one thing that really grinds my gears about air travel is just how inconvenient it can be. You know, uh, today I was flying from Tucson to Phoenix and then back uh, from Phoenix to Boston. And we were on the plane for maybe 20 minutes uh, going from Tucson to Phoenix, but it really ended up taking over an hour and a half, maybe two hours, uh, from, you know, actually getting on the plane to getting off because we got there and lo and behold, the jet bridge was not working to, uh, hook up to the plane there. And we're on one of those little planes, so we could easily just, uh, taking the stairs there, uh, you know, from the little door that opens up, walked on the tarmac, and had that be the end of it, you know, make that decision in two to three minutes. Uh, instead, the lovely folks at American Airlines, uh, bless their heart, um, they really were trying to get that jet bridge to work. So I was sitting on that plane with uh, some other passengers there, for longer than we were actually in the air for. And that really was just quite ridiculous. Um, uh, Another major inconvenience uh, is just the whole security uh, at the airport. And that has definitely gotten better in recent years with the introduction of the whole TSA pre-check thing and now they got that clear which is basically the pre-check for for the pre-check because the pre-check line is getting too long now but overall uh, it it's something that if you get there at kind of an off time it's not too big of a deal but at at the same time uh, this whole trip for me from Tucson to Phoenix, if I would have just driven it, would have been there in maybe an hour 40, hour 45, depending on, 
you know, how fast I'm going and, and what that traffic situation is like. And even though I'm only in the air for 20 minutes, it, it still really just is more inconvenient and uh, takes longer to do a plane ride on some of those shorter shorter trips. Uh, another one that I can think of is, you know, like the West Palm Beach to, uh, to Orlando uh, that people do sometimes to get up to Disney from South Florida. And to that, I say it's really kind of the same deal. You're looking at maybe two, two and a half hours. Uh, if you're really booking it from down there uh, by driving, not having to worry about security, um, not having to worry about being with the public. Uh, th- that is another thing that, you know, some people aren't huge fans of. They, they just want to be kind of either by themselves or with people they know. And next thing you know, you're stuck in the middle seat, uh, in between two somewhat large human beings, uh, that really should be uh, having two seats for themselves uh, instead of one. And, you, you know, uh, no offense to to said people. Uh, it just, it really uh, does make the voyage less enjoyable for uh, the fellow passengers there uh, being squeezed in. But overall, th- th- those are just some of... Uh, the gripes there about air travel. And, and I guess any talk about air travel wouldn't be complete without talking about, you know, airplane food. Uh, the, the, the greatest joke of all time right there. How about, air, how about that airplane food? Um, I, I really do believe it comes in a few different tiers. Um, you know, you got that bottom bottom tier of the the airline service in in spirit where I literally have asked for a cup of ice before and waited for it to melt uh, instead of paying the dollar or no there's no way it was only a dollar it's definitely more than that uh, for a bottle of water um, because I, I guess water is too expensive uh for them to give us, even even though we are paying for a plane ticket there. Um, I, I, I guess the next level would probably be, you know, any basic, any basic, like, economy cabin on a, a major carrier that's not like a budget airline. Um, you know, let's talk about the, the Deltas, the American Airlines, the... JetBlue even, you got, you know, the the snacks that come around, you know, Delta, you got the Biscoff cookies, JetBlue is actually pretty awesome with the, the Terra Blue chips, those are awesome, uh, you know, beverages, same story, pretty standard selection there, um, obviously got to pay for the more extravagant drinks uh, if you're trying to get turnt on the plane. But besides that, you know, fairly reasonable, but not great. Uh, and every now and then they'll have those 
special meals you can order on the flights longer than three hours. And, you know, they're, they're certainly not great, but they get, get the, the job done in a pinch. And then I guess uh, you, you got that highest tier. Um, well, I, actually, it's not true. I, I'd say there's probably two more tiers, both uh, having to do with, you know, the first class cabin. And I, I'm going to think back to my trip I had roughly a year ago to Italy with my uh, my family there. I got to head on out to Italy in uh, one of those pods on Alitalia. Amazing, by the way, if any of you ever get the chance, would highly recommend it. Um, not only do you have your own little personal entertainment set up there, uh, which we'll talk about later, the whole entertainment story, um, but but the food and drink is truly uh, at top-notch. Um, and that, I would say, was probably the highest tier. And there's one like slightly below that where you're in, for, let's say, first class, but it's not like a pod setup or anything like that. I had a, an experience with that on my way out of Italy flying on uh, an Air, Fl- Air France uh, flight from, uh, what was it, Florence to Paris and then you know connected back from Paris to Boston. But that that wasn't bad by any stretch, but it was not really a full meal. Um, it was, you know, maybe a, a little bit of cheese, some wine, uh, champagne. You know, it, it was nice, but definitely uh, not quite the full Alitalia experience. And And I'm only just saying that airline because that's, you know, what I've had experience with, but I'm sure, you know, you can go look at pretty much any top-notch uh, international airline that has these, like, special first-class cabins, the business class or whatever, and you'll get a fairly comparable scenario with that top-tier food. But, yeah, that that's really kind of my take on the whole airplane food, airplane refreshment situation. Uh, I guess to finish it off here, probably worth talking about that entertainment uh, setup. And and one thing I've noticed uh, increasingly over the past couple of years is after the introduction of that seat back entertainment system, I remember, I think the earliest I saw it was either Delta Song or JetBlue. Delta Song, that is a, uh, that's a throwback right there. But very cool uh, when it first came out and, you know, everybody was excited that they no longer had to, uh, you know, read a book or do a crossword puzzle and, and that, that may sound ridiculous at this point in the age of smartphones and everything like that, but right when this stuff came out, um, it really was just the beginning of the whole smartphone revolution there. That There may have been, you know, a few early iPhones, uh, like when this technology was put into the seat back, but it was not 
widespread like it is today, uh, from what I can remember, and it uh, it really just was a revolution. Uh, not having to bring like a DVD player um, or uh, other things to entertain yourself uh, was was really great. And more and more airlines started adding it. Uh, you know, song went away. I'm not sure totally what happened to that now that I'm thinking about it, but, uh, you know, JetBlue, almost all their planes have it. I, I think all of them do. I think that was the big tagline, uh, right when they, they started up uh, as an airline that they had that seatback entertainment. Um, but overall, you know, American has it, Delta has it on some of the, the newer planes and things like that. But one thing uh, I have noticed about it is even though we see these entertainment systems on the back of some of the seats there, they're not really present on a whole lot of the planes I've been on uh, recently. That's not to say there isn't entertainment present. There is. It just requires uh, a smartphone and, you know, you, or laptop, anything with an internet connection there. Um, but that then brings up another kind of angle to it there that we're kind of right back where we started uh, with the whole entertainment thing, having to bring something uh, with you, whether that be technology or something else uh, onto the plane, given that it's no longer there in the seat back. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, just an observation uh, that, you know, we are in a world today where many more people have smartphones. Uh, as I was saying, when this came out initially, it really was something pretty revolutionary. Nobody had really thought about, you know, watching live television, uh, you know, on JetBlue and some of these other airlines now uh, while you're flying in the air. That was pretty crazy uh, the first time I got to do it. I think I was watching some football uh, and was very happy the TV was there because I would have missed the game otherwise. Uh, but it, it has changed uh, slightly where you still have those entertainment options, just need a device more often than not to access it. Um, and, and the Wi-Fi situation, very cool as well. Uh, it does have, you know, pros and cons to it. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, like, you can't stream, uh, or you may be able to for an extra fee now um, on some of these airlines, but I know that they do try and restrict the bandwidth that you use. Um, another thing is you have to normally be over land. Same can be said for the uh, the live television aspect of a lot of those entertainment systems. And yeah, you know, that, that makes sense, I, I guess, uh, transmitting it from the ground up. But I would have thought, uh, given that 
you know, we're in a plane several thousand feet in the air. Uh, why is it not coming straight from the satellite, you know? Um, why, when I'm over water, can I not watch TV or access the internet uh, in this day and age? And that is, you know, just a question I have. I'm sure there is a good answer as to why, um, or else it definitely, in my opinion, would have been implemented at this point. Um, because you do enter kind of the same scenario uh, going over the ocean. Uh, and, you know, there are some saved movies and shows you can watch. Um, I think on my way back from from Italy on the Paris to Boston leg, I watched, you know, some Bill Murray documentary, which uh, I'll admit I probably would not have watched had I not been, you know, confined on an airplane with nothing else to do. Uh, and it actually ended up being good. So, you know, there is uh, the silver lining there, if you will, about, you know, sometimes finding things you may not have been looking for in the first place. Uh, on that in-flight entertainment system. Uh, pretty deep there for uh, a superficial topic, but overall, that's uh, that's my take on the whole airplane situation, and my experiences with it have been, you know, for the most part, fine. I'm, I'm tr- trying to think about like my worst airline experience. Um, I, I mean, it really just comes down to like delays and cancellations for me. Uh, it's not like I've been on a plane and something crazy has happened. Not like, uh, like any of those videos I've seen uh, on the news, but, uh, it really does put a damper on your plans when you are supposed to get in somewhere and you have a plan that night, let's say, and for no reason other than, uh, you know, crew incompetence or technical difficulties, uh, like not a not a weather related or, or or not a you know significant reason uh, for delay just incompetence that really drives me nuts but that's really all I got to say about air travel and airplanes for now uh, thanks for being with me and I'll speak to you guys soon